Hello and welcome to episode 183 of Navigating the Modern World. I don't know about all of you, but I feel very grateful to be alive, to have the opportunity to explore life and my inner world and This podcast is really a place where I just hope to share honestly my journey. And I just want to thank you for being here. So if this is your first time here, welcome. And if you've been here before or many times before, you are really the reason that I continue to do this work and this podcast. Uh, This podcast is going to probably be a little bit of some ramblings. Um, The very first thing that I'm going to ramble about is that I have been training for a marathon, which if you've been listening to the podcast, you probably know. And inside of training for a marathon, I've been just really trying to look at my habits and almost play with them a little bit. So one of the habits that I've been playing with recently is coffee. And I don't know who in my audience drinks coffee every day, but I drink coffee every day. And I usually, if I'm like, kind of in a more chill place. I might drink two to three cups. But when I am in what I'm going to call like go mode, I can drink up to like four or five cups of coffee. And over the last few months, I have been drinking four or five cups of coffee. And there's been a lot going on. I don't know if anybody who is listening has ever been cyber bullied, but I've been going through like a slight cyber bullying situation. And honestly, I've been bullied by this person for about a year and it finally hit a head a few weeks ago. And it's, well, there's been a few things that have been surprising to me. Um, one, I've been surprised at what kind of my natural animalistic response has been. I had a few days where I literally felt disassociated. And I think, well, I think there's a lot of things going on there, but I feel like when a person is really busy and then something like this happens it's like your body doesn't have the bandwidth to actually look at it pay attention to it and try to deal with it and i've been just kind of observing that so that's been interesting but through kind of the chaos i mean i've just been like leaning on caffeine as a way to survive kind of like, okay, just like get through the day, have a cup of coffee. It's okay. And it's kind of like I work a ton of hours 
I am training for a marathon. And as everybody knows, I'm studying all the time. So there's just this, really, there's like no space for much else. And so when anything else happens, it's just like, I feel like my mind, my body does not know where to put it. And so caffeine kind of has like, honestly, it like took this massive, it like hit this head where I was like, okay, I have to try and change something. So I've actually been supplementing coffee. So I'm still having one cup a day, which I feel like is honestly amazing and is, you know, I feel good about that. I don't feel stressed about having one cup, whereas I do feel really stressed about having four or five cups. Also the level of anxiety that four or five cups, I think kind of keeps me in. It feels like it's the only way I'm going to survive. But the reality is, is like, you know, there's moments you're just like, okay, this is too much. So I knew it was too much when I started feeling super disassociated when all this stuff started happening. And I, so I started using kind of a supplement and the supplement is called magic mind. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of it. Um, but it's supposed to like reduce anxiety and stress, elevate mood and motivation experience, kind of like focus It's supposed to help you focus. Um, it's supposed to have no jitters, no crash, no sleepless nights, all of that kind of stuff. And it's kind of this matcha mushroom adaptogens, like little shot drink. And I was kind of like on the fence to try it because honestly, I'm not a tea person. I'm not, I'm a coffee person. I don't know if it's the bitterness of coffee or what it is, but I'm usually like a coffee gal, have been my whole life. But this beautiful concoction of Magic Mind has actually super supported my transition out of coffee. And I've been feeling really great about that. And I just like automatically felt a difference from cutting caffeine and then beginning to take magic mind. So I feel really great about that. And the thing that I think it has helped me do the most is to feel more grounded. I think both drinking less coffee and having one of these when I first wake up really helps me feel really grounded. And it's been really interesting to watch it just in meditation. Um, and really there's nothing magical happening. I just feel like I'm in my body and I don't feel how I feel when I wake up and the very first thing I do is drink a cup of coffee. When that happens, I kind of like, it starts elevating, you know, my heart rate, my mind starts going. I start like kind of going into go mode. Whereas ever since I started Magic Mind, it's been able to, I've been able to like calm down, slow down a bit, think a little bit more clearly. And I've been meditating again, which is honestly just, so amazing. And I feel so grateful for my meditation practice. And so with that, all of these other things have been able to show up. So I think because I've been slowing down and I haven't been just surviving, there's been so much other space to really do the work 
that feels like it matters the most. And one of the things that I really wanted to make this podcast is because I have, I've had two experiences that I really wanted to share. The first is I'm going to kind of work backwards. So today I ran 21 miles preparing for the marathon that's in three weeks. And I don't know if you've run 21 miles, anybody, but there at times you get to this point where one, you want to give up, you want to walk, you want to stop. And it can be for a number of reasons. Today, it was like I was feeling lethargic. Also, my body was hurting. My legs were hurting so badly. And I had a really long work day yesterday. So I think that like my legs were just, they were kind of done. And running 21 miles on already done legs, really hard. And so I noticed, I began to notice, and both of these stories somewhat relate, but I began to just notice my thinking mind and notice how it's like, oh, this is hard. Oh, my legs hurt. Oh, I just want to walk. Oh man, I can't quit. Don't walk. Don't stop. Like the light, we would like get to a light and it would just go straight to like the walking man, the white walking man. I'd be like, okay, thank goodness that I didn't have to stop at this corner because like, I don't know if I would keep going. Um, and once I began noticing those thoughts, I've been really trying to practice how can I, from a slightly outside perspective, almost like watching someone else's life, not being so wound up in my own life, how can I kind of watch what's happening without necessarily being attached to that it's happening to me? And I'm going to be really honest, and I'll talk about this a little bit more in my next story. It is really hard. And the reason that it's hard, it's like hard to focus the mind. It's hard to get the mind out of the drama habitual mind. It's hard to get the mind out of the negative, like negative thinking, negative state. And the work to make it happen is kind of this like constant coming back to the present moment, which I was using my breath, just focusing on my breath. And then my breath was kind of labored because I'm running. And so then I would bring the, the focus onto the pain in my body. Like my ankles were hurting, my feet were hurting. I'd be like, okay what does this feel like? Okay. It's throbbing. Okay. It feels unstable. And I just kept when my mind would wander, which it did over and over again, I kept really working to bring it back to just this moment. And I really kept saying like, surrender to it. This is what I want. This is where I want to be. I'm choosing this like take me, like 
take me. I want, I want this moment to take me. I don't want to run from the moment. I don't want to run from the moment. I want to be here. I know it's painful, but I want to be here. And I just kept saying it over and over again and kept focusing in on my breath and my body sensations. And then my mind would wander and I kept coming back and back. And eventually I got into a very meditative state for probably like seven miles. And the weird thing is that in the meditative state, in the moment, in like the kind of being with the moment, being with the breath, being with the pain, some of the pain goes away. And it's really interesting because, you know, in Buddhism, they say there's like the first arrow, which is the thing that you're going through. And then they say the second arrow of suffering is that is like kind of the commentary or the judging that we put on top of it. And when we can in some way let go of that second arrow, not be saying all of the things, it's like my body's already in pain. Me saying I want to quit is not necessarily helping. And it's okay that it's there. It's not like I need to reject that it's there, but can I be with it? Can I be with these thoughts? Can I be with the actual body sensations? Can I move from my mind into my body? Can I move from my mind, my thinking mind, my kind of like, this feels like sometimes like an uncontrollable beast down into my actual body and feel what's going on and let it be there and keep going in the face of it. And it was a really interesting practice and it didn't make it easier, (laughs) did not make it easier, but I got through it and I ran the whole 21 miles and I had kind of this really beautiful experience of one of the questions I kept asking myself is like, okay, what is on the other side of this? Like, you know, you always hear that on the other side of suffering, there's something else if you can just like sit with it long enough. And I'm going to be really honest. I don't know what's on the other side yet, but I got to the other side and there wasn't much there. I think, you know, maybe we want some like fireworks. We want some aha moment. And maybe just the thing that was there is that I did it. And I did something pretty hard and I'm now able to reflect on it and I'm able to know that I can be with pain and suffering a little bit more and I know that I'm a little bit more capable. And that's pretty special. The second thing that occurred is I, on Friday, I went on a hike with my boyfriend and we were hiking and at the very end of the hike it's been like kind of snowy and rainy here and so this trail specifically kind of retains water and can get like really muddy and there's like two paths and you know honestly when we got to this like splitting of paths I wasn't 100% sure which one would be more muddy So we took the path to the right, and when we got like almost to the end, like literally you can see the the pavement, it was like a small river, you know, like it was like a lot of water, a lot of mud, and I 
I was just like, okay, let's cross it. Like whatever. (laughs) It's just like, we made it here. Let's keep going. And I kind of, you know, I just things like that don't really bother me. I don't think. Um, and I kind of like the adventure of it. And my boyfriend did not want to do that. And later I found out it's because the last time we did that, he like spent an hour cleaning our shoes. He had to like spray them off. I mean, it's like, it's like so much mud. It's not just like a little bit of mud. It's like so much mud. And I do remember that like experience with him, but like I didn't clean off the shoes. So I didn't have this like memory and he was like, I don't want to do that again. So it's like, and in that moment, I just got triggered. I don't know why. So I, I just felt like, oh my God, we got to keep walking. I think also I was tired. So I was like, okay, we're going to just turn around and we're going to walk a whole nother mile just to get to the car that's right here. You know, like I just felt kind of frustrated and I got a little bit triggered. And so I just turned around and started walking while I walked in silence, of course. But it was like a different silence and we drove in silence and the silence, a lot of times when I'm in that silence, you know, when you're like frustrated with a partner or you're having a, you know, like a confrontation with the partner, a lot of times the silence is like us stuck in our thinking this, he did this and this and this, and why is he doing this and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like everyone knows what I'm talking about. Um, And I began noticing that I began noticing like, Oh my gosh. And also there's this, like, there is this kind of theory that says that a lot of times when something is happening with you and someone else, when we think about the other person, we blame it on their internal character. We're like, this person isn't like this and this person's like this and you know, whatever. But then when we look at ourselves, we judge it on external stuff. So it's like, I was this way because of this thing that happened. You know, it's like we we judge ourselves based on external circumstances and we often judge others by their internal character, which is like totally unfair. We have no idea what's going on with them. Anyway, so I noticed I was doing that. I was like kind of making up all these stories. And I was like, okay, first of all, it's okay. Like it's actually okay. It's it's actually okay. He didn't want to walk in the mud. Not a problem at all. And I'm like, okay, so then what else is going on here? And I kept trying to do this observe thing where I would kind of pull myself out of the drama to really observe it from above. And it was so hard. I like felt the addictiveness of drama. I felt the addictiveness of just like conflict. I felt the addictedness, like the addictiveness of like the negative thinking. And I kept just being like, you know, really working to just observe it, to sit with it. And finally, the way that I was able to be successful was to focus on my breathing and same thing, focus on my body focus on my body sensations. I was having some pretty massive body sensations in my chest. And so as I began to really like feel these body sensations, the tightness in my chest, the pulsing of my chest, and I kept bringing myself back to my breathing, the inhale, 
the exhale. And just like noticing how the mind kept trying to pull me away from the breath and the body. And after a few minutes, it took a few minutes, I finally got into the rhythm of really being able to watch my body and watch my breath and and really nurture my body. Like, okay, what's here? What needs attention? And it's just like, oh man, I just like, I just needed a little bit of comfort. So I was like comforting myself and paying attention to my breathing. And then like within a few minutes of me really being able to steadily pay attention, everything like literally dissipated. And I was like, that is so interesting. It was like when I was no longer feeding it, but I was really putting the attention on just like how my body felt, bringing it to the breath and being really consistent. I even at one time, sometimes when you're practicing meditation, the, you know, the teaching is that you have to be stern sometimes like, no, I'm not going to listen to those thoughts. And I had to do that a few times. Like, no, I'm going to listen to my breath. I'm going to pay attention to my breath, you know, just like firmly bringing yourself back to the breath. And the best part is then later, me and my boyfriend were able to really talk about what was going on. And it was so fruitful for me not to react to how I was thinking, like how I was you know, the mental constructs going on in my brain. It was so good for me not to react to that and for me to just stay really intentionally and sweetly with my body and my breath, even though it was hard. Like this is the thing that I want people to realize is like getting a hold of your mind is challenging, but the thing is, is that when you do it, it is so absolutely peaceful, rewarding in that it doesn't become bigger than it is it's just such like almost a miracle that when we can take hold of the mind and not let the mind take hold of us because that's what's mostly going on is that our mind is like running the show but when we can like look just from above it's almost like watching someone else And you're, it's like, I'm not, this is not, like, there is no self here. I'm just observing this thing occurring. And I'm really trying to watch the breath of this thing occurring and watch how the mind's trying to pull it away and bring it back to the breath and the body. And it's like, it just offers this deep contentment and peace that... I don't know. I just want more of, I want, you know, one of the things that I really believe that I'm here to do is to be able to be with anything in this life, knowing that this life is going to serve up a bunch of different things and knowing that that's okay. And knowing that I can learn to be with it all. And to me, it's like really keeping perspective, like to keep the attention on the 
breath in the body is like for me to really take up all the space to really show up instead of just living from the neck up to really inhabit my whole body and not let the mind rule and to really like notice that that's happening. Notice that the mind is wanting to drag me away to somewhere else, you know, where I'm blaming or othering or, you know, not taking responsibility for my own reactions and my own life. It's like the more that I can just be with my breath and the body, the more that I can just be fully responsible for like, okay, this is what's going on. And I don't have to react to it. I can take action. I can act. I don't have to react. I think technically what they always say is you don't have to react, you can respond. And like the cool part is, is it just makes me and my partner closer every time. When I can really do that work, and it's not comfortable for him. I can see that it's not comfortable because he knows I'm going through something and I'm not sharing it because I'm trying to work through it. But when I actually work through it, we have an opportunity to really move our relationship forward. Really learn about each other. Begin to trust each other more. And we get to take care of each other. You know, I'm not like reacting by saying something I don't mean or I'm not reacting like, kind of like a child, like I shut down, you know, that's like my go-to is to shut down and it's very childlike. And I'm really learning that if I can learn to be with that and I can notice it without reacting to it, then it's like I get to re-inhabit my, you know, my mid-30s body and I get to really be an adult and make adult decisions and try to do what is actually best for all involved. Whereas a reaction is very much like protection of self and responding is how can I respond in a way that takes care of everybody. And, you know, as corny as it sounds, it really feels like by me taking care of other areas of my life, like cutting back on coffee, giving myself some space, like not feeling so anxious all the time, like even taking magic mind, that it really does allow me to put my attention where I want to put it. Instead of my attention just going where it is going to go because I'm feeling anxious or stressed. And I've been enjoying the product so much that I just reached out and asked if they would give any sort of discount to anybody who might be experiencing some of the same stuff I'm experiencing. And so if you go to magicmind.com, you can use the modern world to get 40% off a subscription. And, you know, I'm using it. If you're interested in trying it, this could be a cool way to maybe try it. And if not, no worries. But those are my beautiful ahas 
for the day. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. Until next time. Thank you.